0: Good morning, Joy Church. How's everybody doing today? Uh, I am not Jake Smelder, if you can tell. I am, my name is Mike. I'm the campus pastor at the Joy Church UO, all right, which is all here today. If you're from Joy Church UO, wave your hand at me. Uh, The reason we're here is because of the Eugene Marathon. Anybody here find some traffic problems this morning around that whole thing? Basically, you cannot park within three miles of Hayward Field, so that's kind of why we're here. Actually, uh, many of you won't believe this, but I used to be a long-distance runner. It's true. I actually ran the Butte to Butte, did very well. But, you know, 40 years has a way of doing things, changing things. You know, I I heard rumor that about 2 p.m. today, the traffic's supposed to get worse around around Hayward Field. Of course, if I was running the marathon, it'd be 8 p.m., and there probably would be an ambulance involved. So, uh, but uh, any marathoners in the room today? I know my friend Jeff Pluart's here, and then Guy Harris, he's running the marathon. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I, I have no concept of how you can pull that off. But anyway. But uh, hey, we're very excited to uh, continue our series called Rocket Fuel. Have you been enjoying this series? Has it been really helpful? I'll tell you what, it's been some great practical things that have been, wow, these are, these are so powerful. And uh, today I'd like to talk to you and continue in this series, but I want to talk to you about the whole idea of abiding, abiding with God, staying connected to Him. And I was thinking about this, I, I, you know, because we're hardwired to be in relationship and connection, and do you, you realize that? Especially as we're born and we're born into a family, we like to kind of hang around our parents. Like when, when you're just a little kid you always kind of want to know where mom and dad are, like make sure they're here and you're still around, taking care of me, watching over me. And I remember this one time, I was like four or five years old, and we went to this play and we were going, they had dessert afterwards and we were kind of in this line and I had a hold of my dad's hand. This is a really safe place in a crowd of strangers, right, to have your dad's hand, right? But I I kind of moved up in the line and the line didn't move. So I kind of moved up a couple and didn't realize it, and then I look up, and the guy that I'm holding his hands is not my dad. I just kind of went, ah! <laughs> And then i like, what are you doing? How come you're back there? And I ran back to my dad, and he's laughing, of course. But there's that sense of connectedness that we all want to have. Is that right? So today I want to talk about the whole idea of abiding with God, staying connected with Him, abiding in relationship with God. But before we can really talk about that, we need to, Ask the question Do we want to have a relationship with Him? Because many of us have grown up with an idea about God that we are not sure how He really is. Some of us, our image of God growing up was that He's an old man with a white beard and He's got His eyebrow raised at us. Did you ever have that happen? My dad, you know, when I would get in trouble, if the eyebrow ever got raised, it means that meant something, something was coming. Something called pain was coming. But we have this image of God that He's He's a bit disappointed in us or our performance isn't adding up. And so he's kind of like Gandalf with a bad attitude. And he's got a big stick ready to go funk if we mess up. So we've got to really settle this issue that God's not like that. Most people have had God misrepresented to him. They have been presented in a way that they go, oh, I don't want to have to serve a God like that. Most atheists believe in a God that's not real. Do you know that? Atheists believing in God. Got you. Gotcha. They've heard of a God that's judgmental and harsh, and I don't believe in that kind of God either. He is a loving God. He is a good, good father. He is your, your biggest fan. He loves you more than anybody else in the universe. And so that's the God we're talking about, wanting to have a relationship. Here's uh, one of our verses for today, 2 Peter 1.3. Because we need to understand that God has, wants us to understand that He's given us all that we need for this relationship. We don't have to try to do this on our own. Wow, that is good news. So here's the verse. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who has called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Wow, he has given us everything we need for this relationship. And in the coming to know him and the the building of that relationship is we're going to find out that that's where we're going to have fuel in our rocket. Here's a quote from the, the book Rocket Fuel. You know, Jake probably isn't going to be quoting from his own book, so I thought I'll do it for him. All right? So here's here's a quote from the book Rocket Fuel. It says, we receive everything we need by coming to know Christ. He is the one who has called us to himself. A relationship with Jesus is the rocket fuel. Wow. Does that make it? so clear that we can come into knowing him and being in relationship with him, and then he is going to give us all that we need to just soar in life. Wow, that's exciting. So when we talk about relationship with Jesus, we're talking about primarily three things. Daily prayer, daily time in the Bible, and daily worship. Now, when we talk about the whole idea of daily, it sounds like we're going to need something else for that. And that would be a word called discipline. <laughs> who likes that word, huh? Discipline. You know, marathoners, they have to have some discipline to be ready to run that race, right? They have to say, I got to get out there every day. I've got to train because if I don't, it's going to be bad. And so discipline, actually, it's the same root word as another word we use a lot around here called disciple or discipleship. Being who, anybody here, you're a disciple of Jesus. You're one who follows. You're one who is, is walking after the Lord. Here is our C.S. Lewis quote for the day. You can't have a Joy Church message without a quote from C.S. Lewis, so here it is. Discipleship means discipline. The disciple is that one who has been taught and trained by the master. We're coming under the tutelage of Jesus himself to learn this Christian life and to learn how to be in relationship with him. He's going to show us. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Let me show you how to be in relationship with the Father. Wow. He's gone before us. So this, Jesus wants to teach us how to abide. So this is what he said in John 15. All right. John 15, it says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he who bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Wow. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown in the fire and burned. If you abide in me, my words and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father loved me, so I love you. Abide in my love. So we're talking about abiding. You know, a branch cannot bear fruit by itself. You ever take a branch, cut it off, and stick it in the ground and say, okay, bear fruit. No, it's not designed to work that way. It's designed for connectedness. And we are designed as his branches to be connected to him. There's never any aspect of the Christian life that God expects you to do on your own. Okay, you're on your own. Come back in an hour and let me know how it's going. No, it's all about relationship. It's all about connectedness. So what we have a revelation here is we all have an understanding that we are branches. Look at the person next to, you, next to you and say, you are a branch. Now, we had this great prophet back in the 1970s and 80s named Keith Green. Everybody, anybody heard of Keith Green? <laughs> Keith Green says, he is divine, you are the branch. So we have to understand that we're just branches connected to the vine, right? Okay. You know, you can't have a Joy Church message without a cheesy joke. Is that okay? So, uh, all right. Where's my drummer? Okay, all right. Okay, Jesus, he wants us to know that he wants us to abide. He says to us, abide in me, remain in me, get your life from me, live in me, make your home in me. So there's that whole connectedness thing we're talking about. What does it mean to abide? The actual word means to spend time. Continue, and really I love this, it's just to stay. Not to go, but to stay. To stay in relationship. You ever been in a relationship with someone who then you just decide you're going to take a break? We're just going to take a break from our relationship, you know, because we're just going to take a break. Take a break? Yes, yes, I've been friends with my buddy Jeff there, and we're just going to take a break. You know, I've known each other since junior high, but we're going to take a break. We don't take breaks. Jeff, have you taken a break? Okay. You just don't do that. I don't know if you realize this, but when you accepted Jesus, you signed up for a relationship for life. And there's no break. So he wants you to have a daily relationship with him. And it's so possible. He wants us to stay connected. Jesus didn't have a prayer life. He had a praying life. He had a life of connectedness and relationship with the Father. And he showed us and he demonstrated to us how to walk that out. He had a devotional life. You know, the interesting thing about the American church is you don't hear a lot of teaching on this, having a daily devotional. What's that? Daily time with the Lord. Daily time set aside, prioritized to just spend time with Jesus. That's not talked about a lot. But it's so vitally priority. It's a priority for everything in life. It should be the thing that we say, I can do without that, that, and that, but I can't do without this. Okay? So another quote from Jake about this devotional life we're talking about. This is the stunning invitation that a devotional life offers us. Come and spend time with the creator of heaven and earth. Talk with the author of life. Wow. Let your soul rest in the arms of the Father. Come and know your purpose and destiny. Wow. Enjoy fellowship with God, your Father. That sounds like an incredible invitation. Hallelujah. You know, in any earthly relationship, it requires three things. Proximity, quality of time, and similar Interest. So we want to be with him. We want to spend quality time with him. And then we want to to have communion over what he's interested in. And then the other really exciting part is that he's interested in your life and what's going on. One guy said it this way. If it's important to you, it's important to him. Really? Yes, God wants to be involved in every aspect of your life. What I want you to do is think about inviting God into every single thing going on in your life. You when know, we talk about prayer, I want to encourage you to develop what I call a prayer culture. Prayer culture is you talk to him about everything. And sometimes that can be difficult because some of us aren't wired that way. Anybody here, you're a bona fide extrovert. I mean, you you, know, you notice the hand went right up. That's me. Yes, that's me. I, I'm all about people. Yes, people. I'm around people. And I get so excited because I want to be around more people. Sorry, I'm on the other side of that spectrum. You know, when my wife and I, Darla, say hi to Darla. She's right over there. Okay. We have this deal that like if we're at a party, and we've been there for a couple hours. If she sees my eyes glaze over, it's me and I've ran out of grace for being around people. (laughs) I've actually been talking to people after being around them for a while and I've kind of hit that point. And I'm talking and I'm nodding. And, I'm t- and they're saying this to me, and I'm not hearing any of it. I'm just going, oh, right. And I couldn't tell you what they said because there's nothing left. It's all gone. So, so some of us have a hard time engaging with God because we tend to be kind of quiet, but he wants you to step into relationship and begin to, to have that interaction with him. Hallelujah. So there's three things we need to do. We need to talk, we need to listen, and we need to love. In, in John fifteen seven, stay joined to me and let my teachings become part of you that you can pray whatever you want and your prayers will be answered. You know, answered prayer only comes out of a relationship. It only comes out of you and him together in relationship. Wow. So we need to talk. We need to come into this place where we're actually opening our mouth and engaging with God in prayer. You know, if... if this whole idea of prayer would be really good for you to go back and listen to the, the, the podcast when Jake talked about how to pray in the Rocket Fuel series. It's just phenomenal. So practical and so helpful. Journal your prayers. Start a prayer list. Boy, I thought that wasn't spiritual. Yeah, it is. A prayer list is spiritual. And that will give you something that you can that will help you along in your prayers. we all need to be praying for somebody. Is that right? We need to be doing this thing called intercession. Oh, that sounds like a big word. Intercession simply is focused prayer for others. That's all it is. And you need to have a list of people you're praying for, your family, your pastor, your church, and then whoever else God would give you to pray for. You need to have nations that you're praying for. You know that? I've got a lot of nations I pray for all the time. We need to just say, Lord, here's my list. And we get to go through that and begin to pray it out. And then we need to learn to listen in prayer. Be good to go back and listen to this whole message Jake gave on why did God give us a Bible? Because God wants to speak and his word is the primary way he's going to speak to us. Man. So we need to read the Bible every day. We need to journal the things that we're reading. We need to get use technology I love technology. I can read the Bible on my iPad, or I got some great helps like YouVersion Bible app gives me reading plans. There's so many ways to get creative around reading these days. But it's also good to have your old paper Bible too, and write notes in it and all that kind of stuff. Wear the thing out. It's awesome. Yeah. It's good to have a devotional to read. Uh, that's, that's always helpful and exciting. I'm now reading one called the, the, the Serious Business of Heaven by The Serious Business of Heaven by C.S. Lewis. A little thing from C.S. Lewis every day is always good. So there's one called Jesus calling. That's another great devotional. There's a, there's a ton of them out there. Get one and read it every day. It's really helpful. Uh, be, being part of community, joy groups is a big aspect about this. You're going to be hearing God through the other people you're in community with. You know that? wow, I think the Lord was speaking to me through what they said to me. They mentioned this and it really spoke to my heart. You're going to be in that connection of hearing. Make Sundays a priority right here. This is a big part of your relationship with God. It's going to be around this meeting. You're going to hear God and what happens in this place. Someone could come up to you and says, you know, I I heard this verse for you and I think it, and you're going to go, wow, that's exactly what I needed to hear. It comes in that, that depth of relationship. And the last thing about this whole thing about Listening is get quiet and get away. You've got to get away from distraction. You've got to turn the phone off. You've got to have the TV off. You've got to get away where there isn't going to be interruptions and you've got to spend time with Jesus. Jesus used to go out. i go out and I'd I find a, I'd get out of the house. Because I'm, if I'm praying in the house, I'm going, oh, I need to fix that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, I didn't know that was broke. You know, all these kind of things are distracting me, okay? So here's another quote from Jake about this. We have learned to disconnect. Have we learned to disconnect from the world around us and get alone with God? If Jesus needed it, so do we. Often the best way to advance is to retreat to the secret place of prayer. A daily discipline of of devotions keeps us fresh and connected to God. Retreat to advance. Wow. Got to get away. You've got to take that time to get away. And then we need to love. We need to come into a place of love. We need to incorporate worship into our, our times of prayer. I mean, I have. I mean, we can have a song on our, on our phone that's going to help us do that, or we can sing songs. Find a song that, that we do here on Sundays and learn it and sing it out. And then you can sing your own song. Some, I've, I've actually made songs up that nobody else has heard but God. Command performance, one person only, him. So, so find, find that place. You, you're actually going to find the atmosphere around your life changing as you just love him and worship. And then I want you to do this. I want you to tell him you love him all the time. All the time? Yes, all the time. Boy, isn't he going to get tired of it? Huh. Ask your spouse if you're married, do you ever get tired of me telling you love? Yeah, it just wears me out. (laughs) No. And then there's the other side of the spectrum. Well, I I don't need to tell them because they know. I told them when I got married. You know, McFly, anybody home? So so tell them you love him all the time. And that's going to keep that love flowing. Just say, I love you, Jesus. And somehow, every time I say that, he says it back to me. Wow. So this is another quote from from Rocket Fuel. The truth is that no matter how much I might feel love for him, his love is always greater for me. Can we just soak on that one for just a few seconds? Always. And that's the truth that always draws me back. It's the truth that calls to my soul even when I'm distracted, depressed, or disconnected. It's the gentle whisper that calls me to pull away from the world for a few moments to meet with my father. Wow. What about just taking some time and saying, I need to do that. You know, there's uh, this song that's out these days that I'm, I've been uh, really just letting it touch my heart. And what happens is that, That We're in a different era because there's a lot of music out there, worship music. Worship music is its own genre now. It didn't used to be that way. You you had contemporary music, Christian music, and then you had other music. Well, now this worship thing has just gone wild because God's using it to to bring us into worship, but he's also saying something through some of these songs that are coming out. And we've been doing a song recently called Reckless Love. Anybody heard that song? I mean, it's like on the radio now, and it's just, and uh, this guy named Corey Asbury wrote it, but man, it's been touching my heart because I've kind of sometimes stumbling into this performance mentality and idea that I'm, wow, maybe I'm not that great of a person, maybe I'm, because I've struggled with rejection and inferiority, and sometimes I feel like a loser, and everybody else has got it together, if I could just be like Judah or whatever, you know. And I don't feel that that loved by him. But this is the reality. This song speaks of the reality of God and how he feels about you and me and how he's he's coming after us. And we just need to stop and say, I'm going to let you catch me and let you love me because his love is so immense. This is what the song says. Oh, the overwhelming never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down. Fights till I'm found and leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. So when we're talking about abiding in him, it's abiding in his love. It's abiding in relationship. It's sit, th- throwing everything else aside to say, like David did, I'm going to pursue you with all my heart, and you're going to find him. I want to give you a challenge today. Challenge to abide, stay close, communicate, listen, listen, Love Him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Can we do that? Can we settle it in our heart that there isn't other priorities, there's just one priority and His name is Jesus. And I am going to intentionally schedule time with him every day. And I am going to schedule more time than I think I can handle. And I'm going to set aside more time than I think I can even possibly and then find, wow, it's not enough. I need more time. Can we do that today? Can we just settle in our heart that all the other business of life, Jesus said, You seek first the kingdom, all these other things will be added to you. He's going to take care of all the other stuff if you'll make this priority. So can I just pray with you about this today? Could you just put your hand on your heart and let me pray for you? Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for each one here. I want to thank you that there's no condemnation, there's no shame, there's no guilt about whether we've been in relationship or not, or whether we've had daily time or not, Lord We're just gonna forget all about that because this is about relationship. We're just gonna ask you to come and help us in this relationship. Come and let us respond to your invitation to come and just get to know you more and better every day. And Lord, especially help us to come and set aside everything that would be an obstacle to us receiving your love every single day, Lord. We're thanking you that you've changed our lives, you've saved us, but most of all, you brought us into relationship. The sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, Father, was the thing that invited us into relationship. Well, thank you for that, God. I give you praise, and I thank you for each one here in Jesus' name.